0: Sing for joy. Sing for joy. Sing for joy. Sing for joy. joy. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Sing for Joy. I'm Jed Lovejoy, the worship and children's ministry here at the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, Kentucky. And I just want to start by saying thanks again for listening in to the podcast, for of going on this journey with me as we explore some things about worship worship ministry leading worship the songs that we sing all these different things that that i've talked about the last couple of weeks and especially thanks for everyone who listened into to the last episode giving you a little bit of background about me and my musical journey both in the secular and spiritual world sort of idea and hopefully it gives you a good idea about the direction we're going to be going in moving forward now As I mentioned briefly last time about, well, let me, I'll rewind. Last time I was talking about the congregation that I used to lead singing for. It was the first place I had the opportunity to do that on a regular basis. And that church was the Tipton Church of Christ in southwest Oklahoma. And about a year ago, they asked me to come back and lead a seminar on worship leading. I had been in my job here at Broadway for about two and a half years at the time. So I'd had two and a half years of practice and thinking and going to a lot of different seminars, and they said, do you think you could come and put on this seminar for us? And so initially we're discussing what do we want that to be? Is it just, I'm gonna come and teach them how to lead songs, like the mechanics of how to move your arm in a 4-4 time, you know, how to pitch a song, all those like mechanical things about leading a song. Or was it going to be for more the whole congregation and get them to think more deeply about what worship is, why we worship the way we do, or how we could better worship when we do come together on Sundays or Wednesdays or whenever that may be. And so we eventually circled to the point of, hey, we want it to be a a more general access sort of thing about how we worship and why we worship. Uh, But mixed into that, there would be some very practical discussions for the guys who are leading worship or for young boys who are just starting to think about this sort of thing. Because if we can build some deeper thought or some better skills in at a younger age, maybe they can progress faster or have a better foundation to build on. And so I had some great discussions and great lessons that I was able to share or uh, bring in with the different people that I'd really grown up with, people that I had either admired as good song leaders when I was a younger kid or people I worked alongside and shared time with as we led singing for that congregation. Some of the people had literally watched me grow up from, you know, birth. <laughs> so so to now come back and be you know, the quote-unquote expert, you know, who's leading this seminar was was a little strange, a little odd, but very humbling at the same time. And it allowed me a chance to really pull together a lot of the resources that I had been gathering over the last couple of years into a format that I could share with whoever was going to attend this seminar. And the main thing that I wanted to address with the guys who attended the first session that we had was this idea of what exactly is a worship leader? Uh, because the terminology we typically use within the Church of Christ is, oh, that's our song leader. And I, I still get that now. You know, someone's like introducing me at a restaurant and they're like, oh, this is Jed Lovejoy. He's our song leader there at Broadway. And, and I'm not offended by that. Let me just start by, I'm not, I'm not upset when someone goes, oh, you're our song leader. But there's a mindset that I wanted to explore with them of the difference between a song leader and a worship leader. And so I'm gonna try to walk us through some of that material in the podcast today. And like I say, it's more of a mindset. It's more of a preparation. It's more of the things that you're gonna do on top of just picking songs, because that's that's what I think a song leader, at its core, that's really what, what we think of, and that's often how it's treated. I spent most of my life as a song leader. You know, I had the songs that I was comfortable with, I had a list of songs that I was asked to lead from time to time, and I would just decide which verses I liked better and which songs I was comfortable with, and I would lead those according to the order of the congregation I was in that day. You know, they may do two songs of prayer, two songs of the Lord's Supper, a song and then the lesson and a closing song, you know, and some variation of that. And so it was my job to just find something to put into those slots where a song was needed to transition from a prayer to the Lord's Supper to the lesson and so on and so on. And so a song leader, and again, this is a mindset, typically is just picking a song and standing in front of the congregation and then leading that song. Um, sometimes they start it and they step away, you know, because it's just their job to kind of back out of the whole situation, you know, and then let the congregation take over. Uh, there was a lot of those different things that when you are just picking songs, you don't think about any other aspect. You just pick the song, you throw it to the congregation and you let them run with it. Uh, there were guys that I knew that truly like had written out a selection of songs, And then they would have a a little box or a little notepad or whatever it was. And if they were called on to lead songs that day, and it literally would be they had walked in and someone taps them on the shoulder and goes, hey, you're going to be the one to lead songs that day. They would just grab one of those things, pull it out and lead the songs. Sometimes they were themed. Sometimes they were just, you know, their favorite songs. But it was just picking songs. And so I kind of felt like it was a bit of a grab bag sort of approach to to leading singing to leading worship. They were just picking whatever was on hand at the time, so to say. Um, some of them, and, and I feel like I'm going to have to give a lot of caveats throughout this, <laughs> throughout this session. I don't want to feel like I'm bad talking guys that led singing when I was younger, or that you'll feel like your song leader in your congregation is subpar because he's not doing some of these. I don't want to do any of that, okay? Um, I'm just saying that As we progress and grow, there are some things that we can all improve on. There were things that as I was going back through this material, I went, man, I really could work on that aspect some more, or I've let that part slide. So know that these are things that I still work on myself. Uh, Very few of this, very little of this information is original to me. It just happens to be that I'm pulling from 15, 20 different spaces and trying to pull it all together in a way that makes sense and maybe is useful to more of us moving forward. But in all of this, there's a little extra preparation. And some men who would just be leading songs did put in preparation, you know. But I would say that that preparation needs to go beyond just picking the songs, picking the verses, deciding maybe what key to sing it in or something. There's got to be a little more thought and there's a lot more space for deeper thought in the way that we pick and organize our worship service. Thankfully, I'm really glad that I've been able to see a shift in the focus of moving away from just, oh, we need a guy to lead the songs to we need someone who's going to lead our worship. And and I've really seen some benefits to that change in the churches of Christ and in a lot of different other spaces. Um, and so what I want to talk about, what I want us to go through are some of these Specifics, you could say, and a lot of these we probably could spend a lot more time on. I may spend more time on in in a separate podcast episode in the near future. But I want to give an overview. I won't say a quick one because I'm, a, I'm I apologize. I talk a lot, uh, but I want to give an overview for some of these basic ideas that I've come across through the variety of spaces that I've gotten information in the last couple of years. Anyway, you, those are things you've heard. Let's go. Let's dive into it. Um, <laughs> A worship leader's job, a worship leader's job is to steward the congregation's focus on God, okay? Um, You're going to have this group of people from a variety of spaces come into one space, and they're all going to be thinking about different things. They're going to be preparing for different things. The person up front, It's their job not to like dismiss that or get rid of it or, you know, make them forget what is weighing them down or anything. But it's in all of those situations, you're going to help bring them into God's presence. You're going to provide them that space, that foundation, that platform to come in and start singing praises to God and through whatever they're going through, good, bad, or ugly, they can begin to approach approach and focus on God. So it may be the songs that we're choosing. Uh, it may be the way that we begin that worship service. It may be the order of songs that maybe our thoughts can lead them somewhere down this, you know, you're leading them down a musical path. Uh, but that first thing is you're really thinking about how can I better Create a space where whoever comes to worship that day can focus on God. It may not be that I'm thinking about what's their favorite song or what's a song that's really happy. And we'll talk about some of that a little bit more in later bits and pieces. But how can I get them to focus on and approach God? Um, I say, I'm going to move through some of these. So if if I finish one of these sections and you're like, oh, I wish you would have dug into that. Let me know. We... I'll try to address some of these things, like I say, in more depth later, but I'm going to try to get through a lot of it. That way you can see an overview of that mindset change that I've been going through and I try to help guide other people through as we go along. Um, Sorry, I'm getting messages from my wife, so I apologize when my phone goes off, I get a little distracted. All right, distraction over. Thanks for bearing with my pause. Here we go. (laughs) I'm gonna set my phone aside and keep this thing moving. Uh, The next thing that as a worship leader that I would really think distinguishes from a song leader is you are really focused on getting your theology from the Bible and then you're picking songs that support that theology. So that's a deep concept to, to get there's a heavy weight in this because a lot of people get their theology, their thought process, their focus from art. Um, The music you listen to does influence the way you think about the world around you. There's a lot of historical evidence for that. There were a lot of historical things that happened in the church that influenced that. And so there were times where the church wasn't able to sing together because they were so afraid of the things that people might teach each other through song, and that is definitely something I want to dive into later. Again, for those of you who may have missed last week, I love music history, and so I can really dig into that sort of thing. Uh, But for now, if you aren't thinking about the focus of a song while you're using it, or how you feel about the song, maybe you should, first off, spend some more time with it. Don't lead a song just because it's that one catchy tune you knew don't lead a song just because someone said hey i want you to lead that song give it a moment really look through it don't be afraid to point people to scripture within and outside of the song so if you're thinking about those songs and they say hey i really love that one you could you could be like hey that'd be great is there a scripture i could Kind of cross-reference that with, or tie into that song, or use specifically if you're looking at songs and you can't find any scripture to tie into. You can kind of go, maybe this is a good song. It's an uplifting song or a popular song, but maybe it's not one that we need to use in worship specifically. Uh, This was a really big thing for me to start thinking about and to realize, um, because along with just knowing the tie-in to scripture there is space for a worship leader, more than just a song leader, to talk before or after a song to help clarify the meaning or maybe the spiritual connection. Um, I grew up as a song leader. Your job was to, we're going to sing song number 197, number 197. Then you'd take your breath And you'd start the song. Uh, It was, I remember the first time I was around someone who said the title of the song, you know, they'd say 197. And this is a completely made up, I don't know what song 197 is in your songbook, but they'd be like, Song 197, a fountain free song 197. And I was like, they said words. It was a big deal. Um, But you, as a worship leader, there may be times where it's refreshing or you know, something that will provide focus for you to read a scripture and then sing that scripture or sing the song and then say, and that's something that we're all, you know, singing together out of and then give the psalm or the scripture in the New Testament or Old Testament or whatever, where that song was derived from. And it kind of makes people sit up and give it a little bit more notice. But I still get, if I do that, I still hear from time to time that, you're taking the preacher's time, you're trying to be a preacher, you know, up there talking. I'm not saying sermonize every song, but I am saying that part of leading people's thoughts and minds in worship may include some additional comment or thought every now and again. It's, it's a way of you shepherding the congregation through the songs with just those little verbal transitions. And again, don't talk a ton try to let the songs speak for themselves. You know, maybe you can sing two very similar message songs back to back. That way they're helping say those things that maybe you were going to say. And so by singing two songs that both speak about God's glory, they're like, oh, the song leader's trying to get us to focus on God's glory. You're letting those songs explain themselves. Try not to use a whole lot of filler phrases or just things to say because you've, You're uncomfortable with the silence in a worship service. You know, if you're going to say something, make sure it has meaning, it has purpose. But enough on that. Get your theology from the Bible. Pick songs that support the theology. And then maybe use some thought, some of your own words when necessary, to help people focus on those things. Um, We kind of mentioned this one at the beginning, but a worship leader will ask themselves, Where am I focusing people's attention? You know, at the beginning we said we're trying to get them to focus on God. And that is definitely true. That is definitely the main place you want them to be focused. But as a worship leader, you're going to be up front. You know, you're going to be in front of people. And so I'm not saying, you know, pay attention to the things you're wearing. Don't wear anything that's too brightly colored, you know, or anything. That's not the point I'm trying to make. But I am saying you're going to be up front, but the focus shouldn't be on you. Yes, express yourself as part of worship. You know, if you feel moved to do certain things that will help people dig into this music, will dig into this worship opportunity a bit more, by all means. But don't make it to where when they leave worship, they're going to remember the things you were doing or the things you said or the, you know whatever more than the message that was from God's word through song. Uh, you don't want them to feel like oh, the worship leader was really energetic today because you might have been jumping around the stage or whatever, but they will remember maybe the songs you were singing, the words you were singing and the impact that made or how it spoke to them that day because of something they might have been going through. Kind of built on that, a worship leader is going to be authentic. A worship leader is going to be very genuine. Up front, in front of people and in a person-to-person relationship. Uh, There was a verse in... 1st uh, Thessalonians chapter 2 uh, and he he's basically saying we're not teaching you these things to mislead you or to gain your favor you know we're not trying to do something flashy to catch your attention um, we're not trying to trick people into following Jesus well as a song leader we're not trying to trick people into an emotional state Um, We're not trying to portray that we are so much more focused on the spiritual nature of these songs or we're so much more holy than the people in the room. Uh, We want to authentically guide them through the songs that we're singing. A lot of that will come from the more you have the opportunity to interact with the people you're leading in song, the more you'll be able to connect with them. The more you'll know what songs they appreciate, the songs that they connect with, uh, the songs that they don't like and that will completely disconnect them from worship. Uh, It'll also help you to know as the congregation's mood changes or their needs change, you'll be able to find those songs but they won't feel like you're trying to tug them in a different direction. It'll truly be leading them and guiding them in these different ways. Um, That's a really difficult one. Like, as I'm saying those things, I'm going, oh, there's so much more to say on that one. But there's also so many ways that you can feel like you're putting on a stage persona. Uh, If you're not careful and so I I may come back to that one. Maybe you've struggled with that one personally I know a lot of guys when they're whether they're a preacher or a song leader They can really kind of get in that rut and they go am I really being me up there or is that? Me the song leader me the preacher Rather than just me the person so yeah That's one to spend some time with on a personal level because you want you want to be more than just the person up front Waving their hand, you know or saying the song but you also don't want to become a different person than who you really are as you lead. Anyway, we'll we'll kind of leave that one there. A worship leader is going to really take time to prepare and we mentioned this a little bit earlier, but it's more than just picking the songs, picking the verses, you know, knowing what key you're going to start in. Some people don't even do that a lot. They just get up and hope for the best as they start the song, Um, but it's you're really going to learn your music. Now, I will say for me, I do not have every song I lead memorized. I don't know every word of every verse. I am just as likely to flub a line as anyone else if I happen to look away from the screen and I think that I'm on such and such verse or I use one word that I think fits that phrase, but it's not the one everyone else is about to sing. But the more you prepare, the more you practice those songs, the more you spend time with them, the more prepared you will feel to where it's not like, oh my goodness, if that slide fails, the whole worship is gonna derail. You're gonna be comfortable enough in the music that you can find some way forward. I mean, there have been times where the PowerPoint shut off I don't know verse 3 of 5 for such and such song, but I know the chorus, so we're going to sing the chorus twice and then we'll move on to whatever I can get on the on the screen next or it'll at least get us to a stopping point to where we can pull out our books or something like that. But you are prepared. You know the transitions you're going to need to make. So if the song's glide really easily from one to the next, you're just going to go straight into the next song. If you want to speak, you're going to know what you're going to say. You're not just going to come up with it off the top of your head. Although, again, there's always caveats to this. There may be a moment where a song really connected uh, and you weren't expecting that. And there's something you can say to really get people to think about how it feels right now in that moment of worship. So I'm not saying always have all of your stuff scripted out feel free to say something if the Spirit moves you in that moment. Uh, but but if you know those things ahead of time and you feel more prepared, it presents more prepared, you will put your audience at ease. You will put the congregation at ease and they're gonna be willing to go with you through all of these things. Um, know your song order, be the most prepared person in the room. You know, The last thing you want is if you're someone who shares the, order, the worship order with other people in your congregation or you have a group of singers who sing along with you, you don't want them to be more prepared than you. I mean, by all means, if you've got a go-getter, praise God, Thank you, you know, and it's wonderful to have those type of people on your team. But you want to strive to be the most prepared person on your team, most prepared person in the auditorium as you're leading them through. Um, And this is where we can start to feel like it's all about us. Remember, we're trying to put the focus on God. And part of that preparation that will keep your focus where it's supposed to be is be praying through your preparation. Pray that God... Puts the songs on your heart that will go well with that worship service. Pray that you can find a way to connect with. The rest of the congregation as you lead songs. Pray that God's spirit is with you all as you sing the songs so that the message will come through. Be praying at the end and thanks for whatever happened. If you're always focusing on prayer and you're praying to God for the strength and the spirit and the guidance and all of these different things, instead of it being like, man, I picked a lot of great songs this week. Oh man, that transition I did or oh, that mashup, that medley that I put together, that really hit this week. If it's been focused on God and you know that you're doing things through God's power and God's assistance, you're less likely to have those issues come up where it does start to lack focus on God and focus comes a bit more on yourself. So yeah, prayer is a good focusing agent for yourself through all of that. And then the biggest part of preparation as far as for your own personal things is the preparation doesn't end when worship finishes. So that preparation is you went back and you reflected on what you were supposed to, what you could have done better, and then you're thinking about how you can use the good and the bad and the ugly from that worship to improve on the next week. I'm going to skip this one. I have one in my notes that I really want to talk about more in depth. And I don't think I've got time to do it in this podcast. But the flow of worship. I just want to lay that out there. The flow of worship is a big thing and I want to spend some really good time discussing that in another podcast. Um, but know that that's something that I think about and I have a lot of notes on it. And so as I'm going through, I'm like, I need to skip this one. <laughs> we need, I want to spend more time on this one. But a worship leader does think about the flow of the overall worship because again, it becomes more than just picking songs. It becomes thinking about the overall time of worship when the body comes together whatever time that is Sunday morning Sunday night so on and so forth Um, and then this was kind of like the last one was preparation the worship leader is going to invite input and evaluation so as much as you spend time thinking about it yourself a worship leader is going to have some trusted advisors so to say some voices of reason that maybe they're musical maybe they're not But they will be able to talk with you and help you improve whether it's in your singing ability, your leading ability, your likability with the audience, you know, how you connect with everyone, all those different things. It really does help to spend time talking with other people and inviting their criticisms, although... It's very important to find people that you appreciate their criticism because you have a good strong loving gracious relationship you don't want to invite criticism from the person who really doesn't care how you feel but they want to let you know how they feel all the time that's not going to be beneficial and could probably be more harmful than good so this is tough for even experienced leaders. I mean, none of us like to listen to our on tape. None of us like to open up to someone else and be like, hey, how did you feel about this week? Or what did you think I did best? Or what went poorly? Or man, I recognized what, that something was wrong there. What, what did you think was going wrong in that? I mean, there've been plenty of songs I've led and you just kind of feel like, I don't think the congregation was with me on that one. What happened? And so you have to ask someone later. It's it's tough, it's scary, uh, but it's very necessary. So I think that's probably a good place to wrap things up. Like I said, I want to come back to that idea of flow and worship later. Uh, there's a lot of other nuggets that I've picked up through the years. There's a lot of other things that are in books that I could share, but that's a good starting point. And uh, We may go, like I said, we're going to go back and cover some of those ideas in depth later on. But let me know if there was one in particular that piqued your interest that you went, Oh, I want to talk more about that. Or I have some thoughts on that that maybe you can send me and I can incorporate into the conversation. But hopefully this will give you something to think about. Whether you're currently leading songs for your congregation. It might remind you of some things that you've heard before and encourage you to grow in that role. Maybe you aren't leading worship but it's something you want to do in the future. It may give you some things to think about, some things to aspire to. Um, Maybe you're someone who doesn't lead worship at all, doesn't plan to for one reason or another. Maybe it will encourage you to think more deeply about the worship service, about maybe what your worship leader, your song leaders are doing for you, uh, as they're trying to be up front, maybe you can encourage them when you see some of these things in them. Uh, and you can say something like, man, I can really tell that you put some time into planning out you know, that set of songs. Or you know, I can feel that you really thought about the theme of this week, and I really appreciated how it led me to God in worship today. You know, Things like that really do mean a lot to guys. Um, not that we don't appreciate when someone goes, hey, I appreciated the song service that week. That's great. We appreciate compliments. We appreciate encouragement. But when you really can hone in on why you appreciated it, it it not only is an encouragement and a compliment for the person, but it also is an encouragement for them because they truly are desiring your spiritual growth, your growth and your focus on God through song, in the worship in the worship service. So I would encourage you to think more deeply about why did a certain song service or a certain song connect with you that that week? Was it the way it was led? Was it where it was in service? What it was connected to? All those different things. Um, Song leaders, they may not be able to tell you and may not be able to tell you all the reasons why they choose the songs that they choose, but if you can start to see the themes and appreciate that preparation. Uh, it, it goes a long way for all of us. It really does help all of us grow as we try to worship God in our assemblies. So I would love to hear if you have someone who was like a great song leader that you remember you loved it when they were leading singing or when you went to certain seminars or you know gospel meetings and they were the one leading singing or maybe you're currently a worship leader or a song leader and there was one person who really encouraged you or helped you grow into a better song leader. And some of those people may not be people who led songs themselves. I mean, we all have people who just always know that right thing to say, or they point us in the direction that eventually leads us to better places. So let me know, who are some of those song leaders in your life that have helped you grow as, as you worship and focus on God on those Sunday mornings or other assembly times? So anyway, that's what I've got for this week talking about song leaders and worship leaders. Um, Not again, just want to say nothing wrong with just picking songs, but if we're going to push ourselves to grow and really encourage one another, how can we become a worship leader? How can we think about that whole approach to moving us towards that focus on God that hopefully will be more effective and uplifting no matter what state we happen to come into worship that day? So thanks again for listening. We'll see you again next time.